Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Time now for another book with our esteemed book reviewer, Cara Martin. The Roving Party by Rowan Wilson is a multi-award winning novel about the massacres of Aborigines. Set in 1829, it details a particularly disturbing part of white-black relations when there was a bounty for every Aboriginal head. It's hard to believe our society was actually like that. We are a long way from those days of white Australia. But it doesn't mean we can't learn from it, and it certainly doesn't mean we should forget about the tragedies of those days. So let's reflect with our wonderful book reviewer, Cara Martin. Hi, Cara. Greetings. It's quite disturbing, this, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's set um, in Tasmania, where, of course, um, the full-blood Aboriginal population was actually wiped out. So, yeah, yeah. and I think um, these are stories that probably have been around, uh, but there's something about telling them in a fictionalised account in a way that brings them to a new audience in a graphic way. It's one of a Mm. number of books about the massacres Mm. of Aborigines. Why is this such a popular topic? I've really noticed this. um, Kate Grenville, of course, had The Secret River and she's followed it up with Sarah Thornhill and, uh, and came under some criticism because it's, it's retelling historical (laughs) events in a narrative way, but um, she says it's clearly fiction. Mm. Um, But those books have won awards. This book has won a couple of awards. So it's obviously there's a bit of an appetite out there, not just in the public, um, but amongst critics to actually hear these stories brought to light. To regard Mm. them as important. Yes, significant things. Yes. This focuses on one particular story, that of John Batman. Yeah, this was really fascinating because I always knew John Batman as the guy who founded Melbourne. Yes, of course. <laughs> and I hadn't realised that he'd had this this part of his personal history um, in Tasmania before he, he went up to Victoria. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a particularly disturbing event, I guess, where he what he did was he gathered together a party made up of um, convicts, um, some free men, and then some Aboriginals. The convicts were promised pardon if they were part of this team. Um, the Aboriginals, it's interesting. Um, why they were part of it is sort of a little harder to to determine and is a bit of an enigma in the book. But, um, yeah, they go on this party, and it was at this time of the bounty, and if... Um, you brought in Aborigines, then you received a certain amount per head. It's just <laughs> an amazing thing to consider. It is unbelievable mm. to think of that. Mm. How were you affected when you re- read that? Yeah, there were some parts I couldn't read because, of course, it wasn't a matter of just going and gathering people and then leading them back. It was they were they actually slaughtered people and. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's an actual story. There's a particular event where there was a large family group in um, of 70 Aborigines in the Ben Lomond district of Tasmania. Um, 15 were killed, but it was just, it was chaos because the Aboriginals were much more aware of their environment, much better at moving through it. There were... There was this motley crew of the roving party and they just fired indiscriminately into the bush. And um, it's described in a lot of detail. Um, Some of it's particularly sort of graphic. I found some of it very hard to read and some I just didn't want to read. Um, And it's hard to reflect on whether, you know, is it good to put that in front of people so that they are shocked like I was or is it? Does it go too far? It's a hard thing. Mm. It does make you realise how far as a society we've come. Mm, absolutely. And that is very clear. There's this there's this moment in the book 
um, when uh, a young convict asks the uh, an Aboriginal member of the group um, whether there are consequences of shooting Aborigines, killing them. And the Aboriginal guy says, you can't murder a black any more than you can murder a cat, which really shows the value yeah. that was placed on people who didn't have white skin at that time. Um, so, yeah, I guess we have come an awful long way yes. from that. There was a lot of research went into this book. Absolutely. Uh, Rowan Wilson spent six years researching the book, researching uh, the stories around Tasmania and so on. And um, and I have to say that's that's true for Kate Grenville and others who are writing this sort of narrative historical fiction. It's usually They usually do a lot of research. They may be coming from a particular angle and they do fictionalised parts of it, but uh, it is based on true stories. Mm. More broadly, I wonder whether we're becoming more graphic in the mm. kind of material that's covered in books, more disturbing, more confronting. Why mm. would that be, if it is the case? I think it is the case just from sort of my own history of reading books um, and I feel um, the the rise of uh, the the success of the criminal genre is uh, has a lot to play in this um, some of them the shows on TV that we see the detective shows and so on CSI is a classic one where there is a lot of sort of blood and gore put before our eyes um, I think uh, in a way like sex violence is another area where we're becoming used to things and so people feel you need to go a little bit further to for the shock value um however i find generally with really good writers um they can generate the same feeling and get the same to. response yeah. yeah without going into as much detail i feel but um on the other hand um maybe there are readers who who do need that shock so it's it's something I think we need to watch, especially um, with the age of of uh, yeah the people who might be reading these sort of books. Yes, mm. here's one particular question about this book, Roving Party by Rowan Wilson. It's interesting to contemplate the church's reaction to the treatment mm. of Aborigines 100 years ago and contrast it with their reaction to say today. Yes, I. Um, I I have a book that I always turn to at these times and as I was reading through the roving party I was thinking where is the Christian influence in this Good you know question. it was really hard to see yeah. and uh, so I went to John Harris a wonderful Christian historian who wrote the great book One Blood about uh, uh, I guess the the story of white people and Aboriginal people um, through the years and uh, yeah he was. He was saying that there were a couple of Christians who were outstanding at this time in Tasmanian history. Um, they were a little controversial. They were very strong characters. Yes. <laughs> but they were actually involved in, in trying to create a safe place for Aboriginals. Um, and, um, and that was George Augustus Robinson. And, and Robert Clark was a chaplain to the Aboriginals who, who actually lived amongst them and received criticism for that. But sadly, really sadly, on the whole, the people sitting in the pews didn't react to this, although they, they they probably would have been aware that it was going on. And I guess that's a challenge to us today. I think we're much more aware of, um, yeah, the, the terrible tragedies that are still happening in Aboriginal communities. And once again, I was challenged through this book to think, well, what is my response to that? How can how can I react? How can I, uh, as a Christian who's aware of justice and and reconciliation issues because it's it's interwoven through 
our, our gospels, our, our Bibles, um, because our God is like that, then then what part do we have to play in that? It's a good question. Mm. First step, probably to better inform ourselves of what mm. it's really like. Yes, yes. And then why? And I'm really impressed. I, I have a Christian friend who's gone out as an audiologist and is working amongst Aboriginal communities. And, and I think uh, particularly those sort of personal responses if people have the abilities or the skills to actually do that sort of help. It's, it's much needed in those communities. Yeah. Mm. We'll have uh, a couple of really interesting perspectives on that from Ken Duncan when we speak with him in a couple of weeks' time. Cara Martin, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.